Welcome to Soul Wisdom Transitions, the podcast that explores the spiritual and emotional transitions that shape our lives. I'm your host, Terry, and in each episode, we'll be diving deep into the stories, insights, and messages we have all received over the course of our lives. I call these messages our PTS, post-traumatic stories. During each episode, we will explore how to identify our stories, when and how they started, and most importantly, how to change our reaction to our triggers into a response that will enable us to experience the outcome we desire. From navigating grief and loss to exploring new paths of self-discovery and growth, Soul Wisdom Transitions is your guide to overcoming life's challenges and triggers with grace, resilience, and authenticity. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of discovery and transformation. Welcome, seekers of truth and wisdom, to Soul Wisdom Transitions, where we embrace the magical dance between the mind, body, and spirit. This sacred space is dedicated to guiding you on a soulful journey of self-discovery, personal growth, and spiritual awakening. Get ready to harness the power within as we embark on a transformational odyssey towards a more enlightened and fulfilling experience. Open your hearts and minds for the wisdom of the soul awaits. Let's the transition begin. I am your host, Terry, and today we'll take a look at childhood experiences and the magnitude of their significance on the rest of our life journey. So childhood experiences, I mean, obviously we all have them. And what we need to be aware of is the younglings that are in our life, children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, friends, children, whatever the case may be, they are absorbing the messages that we are inadvertently giving them. And the more we're aware of how we how we handle ourselves in situation is the best way to give them the messages and teach them how to handle things as they go through their own life journey. For instance, today's episode was supposed to be me with a guest. And just not too long ago, I got an email from my guest saying that she had an emergency and was not going to be able to join me. So because of my upbringing and how I choose to do things and how I have been able to unravel my own stories, I didn't panic. I have the recording studio ready to go. My sound engineer, Aziz, was ready. And I just had to say, huh, okay, well, let's pivot. I know many of you are probably familiar with the Friends episode where they're trying to get a sofa up to the apartment and they get stuck in a corner. And all Ross keeps saying is pivot, pivot, pivot. Now, because they're stuck in a corner, there is nowhere to pivot. But In most life situations, you can say, oh, okay, well, that's different. Let's pivot. 
What can I do differently? How can I make the best of this situation? For me, as I mentioned, I think I mentioned it in the last episode, I was doing a presentation and the microphone went out. And I could have reacted and panicked and said, oh my God, I can't do this. Everything is, you know, it, what will it look like? I'm, I'm so embarrassed. And instead of reacting that way, I chose to respond and I pivoted and said, okay, microphone is out. I am going to talk a lot louder. And if you can't hear me in the back of the room, just move forward. You know, we're going to keep this going. It's just a piece of technology that's not working right now. And uh, doesn't that happen on almost a daily basis, especially in Mercury retrograde? (laughs) But back to children. At that stage of our development, we are hardwired to protect ourselves. And that's the reason why when you give a positive reinforcement to a child, Yes, they take it in, but some of you have heard this. It takes a hundred, oh my God, you are fabulous, to wash away one, what are you, stupid? And that's self-preservation. And this is what happens when we're little. Everything around us is a message whether our parents are aware of it or not, or whether you are aware of it or not, everything we give, everything we do, everything that happens is a message that that the child takes in, processes, and decides whether it's something I need to be aware of for my self-preservation, or is this something that is not important to me and I have to let it go. And at that young age, that type of processing is not happening. It's either, it's black or white. There's, you know, not too many shades of gray. Now, especially as we get into our more formative years, we end up not being able to hear our soul wisdom. When we're very young, our soul wisdom is very, very strong. We can hear it all the time. In fact, you may have a, a newborn that even though you're, you know, you're leaning over the crib and you're talking to the newborn, the baby is looking up over your shoulder and you're thinking, what in the world are they looking at? Well, they're connected to the energy that we all have. And as we get older and get into our toddler and formative years, that energy is, becomes disconnected, unfortunately. And that's life. That's how we were taught. That's how we are teaching our kids. And let's keep that in mind. Because if we can unteach that or choose not to teach that, then they will be much more connected to their own soul wisdom as they go through life. And the soul wisdom is that gut reaction you get. You know, you, you, uh, didn't want to go to an event and it was a work event and you had to go and you walk into the room and just didn't want to be there. And, you know, it's like, okay, I can make this work. I can stay for a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever I need to and leave. And coming toward you is 
some guy that you, it's a work colleague, but you're not that, you don't have to work with them on a daily basis. But whenever you do, the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you just kind of like, God, I really don't want to talk to him. You know, hide me, hide me. You know, I'm going to run to the ladies room, whatever the case may be. And it's just, that's your soul wisdom telling you this person is not safe. For whatever that means to you, this person is not safe. And, you know, there are some work situations where you have to deal with these types of people. But knowing, you know, trusting your intuition that it's like, okay, I can say, you know, hey, Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm making up this name. I don't really know a Jeremy. You know, good to see you. Nice. Oh, look, you know, there's there's Jenny and I have to get that project started. So I, you know, can't talk to you right now. Thanks. Got to go. Bye. So you're not a total jerk, but you're it's self-preservation. And we learn this as kids. And as the brain develops in younglings, that's when they tend to discount their soul connection. Because self-preservation in whatever their real world environment looks like at this particular time in their life is more important. And they really need to take care of themselves. So they do what they have to. You know, it could be that, you know, you're you're having a fight, uh, you know, a, a fight, a discussion, a heated discussion with your partner and you're getting ready to leave the house and the heated discussion and you can't find your daughter. And, you know, where's your daughter? Where's your daughter? To, you know, you find her in the closet. You know, she's playing in the closet. She's happy. She's fine. She's playing in the closet. But that was her form of self-preservation. You know, all of this negative energy, all of this yelling and voices raised and, and, yeah, this is, I have to protect myself, so I'm going to go play in the closet. And it's not a bad thing, but be aware that this is why you'll find her in the closet when, you know, something goes wrong, something is difficult to handle. You know, so instead of chastising her or yelling at her and, you know, this is ridiculous, you can't be playing in the closet. Well, why not? Especially closets nowadays are a lot bigger than they were when I was little. And I used to play in my closet all the time. So just be aware that she's in there for a reason. And just, you know, you can open the door and, you know, hey, you know, are you, you know, are you on an adventure? Uh, you know, I, are you, are you hiding from the monsters or what are you doing in here? And, it's like, oh, this is this is my castle, and I'm in here with my dolls, and we're planning on a on a tea party for tomorrow afternoon, and and just be curious and help her understand that what's going on out in the living room with you and your partner does not impact the love you have for her and your first priority, which is always protecting her. So one of the things that that I did, uh, I had a, a mom and a daughter client and they were going through a divorce. And I say they, because it affects the children too. The children are being divorced. 
And mom wanted to make sure she had a, a good connection or continued connection with her daughter because due to custody requirements, there were going to be times when she was going to have to be with her dad. And whenever mom got her back after the weekend, she, you know, had a little sassy attitude and, a, you know, dad doesn't make me do this. And so that the child was pitting mom against dad to take care of her own self-preservation. So one of the things that I did is um, I took the daughter and I put her up on my horse bareback and I had mom stand next to her and she was, she was apprehensive. She was, you know, she had not done this before and there was no saddle. There was nothing to hang on to except a handful of horse mane, which sometimes is all you need. And mom had her leg and I said, okay, we're going to start walking now. And what you need to remember is that mom's got you. And mom had a good grip on her, on her leg. I said, mom has got you. And if anything happens, mom is always going to be your soft place to fall. No matter what, even when you get off this horse, mom is always going to be your soft place to fall. So we started out at a walk and she relaxed a little bit. And then I got the horse into a trot. So she was bouncing around a little bit and mom had her and she didn't come off. And you could see her apprehension turn into joy as the three, four of us, including the horse, <laughs> went trotting around the round pen. So after a while, we went back down to a walk and I said to her, I said, are you okay? And she said, yeah. I said, so what was going to happen if you came off? And she looked down at her mom and she said, I was going to land on mom. I said, absolutely. Mom is always going to be your soft place to fall. So we were able to reconnect them and help her understand that the uncertainty of the newly divorced situation was scary for both of them, but mom was always going to be there no matter what. And that's something that we need to make sure our kids know is you as a parent or guardian or grandparent or you know whatever the situation or the dynamic is, they need to know they've always got a soft place to fall. The more solid that information is for them, the more confidently they can go through life. And a lot of that also is you don't want them to think that everything is perfect. There's, you know, Crap happens in life, and you've got to be able to re to deal with it and pivot. It's my word of the day, pivot. So, you know, you're supposed to go out and, you know, play outside and, and go for a nice long hike with mom and the dog, and everything is great and wonderful, and you wake up and it's raining. Now, is your day ruined? Not completely. Is the day... Disappointing? Sure, a little bit disappointing. But it's not the end of the world. And if you can shift the perspective for the child and say, oh, look, it's raining. Well, that's too bad. Is there something else we can do? 
I want to stay indoors. And, you know, I really wanted to get outside. Okay, well, you know what? It's just water. Let's go take a walk in the rain. You know, it's like, oh my God, walk in the rain? Why not? It's just water. You're just going to get wet. So what? You'll dry off. You know, it's not the end of the world. Make the best of the situation. And if you can learn something from the unexpected turn of events, then it's not a complete failure. You know, one of my favorite quotes, failure is not an option. It's a necessity. Without failure, you don't learn and grow. So were there times in your life that you had, you know, opportunities to think of something differently than a complete failure? When I was recovering from my traumatic brain injury, there were many, many times when things things didn't go the way I expected them to. And what was the best thing for me that got me through was my attitude. And instead of saying, oh my God, I'm broken, this is terrible, I'll never be, you know, if I paid attention to what the doctors told me, I was never going to be as good as I was. And if you read my book, you'll know that I never thought I was very good in the first place. But the doctors said that I would never be as 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 whole as I was before the injury. And I didn't believe them. And things went wrong. Things didn't happen. I couldn't do certain things. I got stuck. I got flustered. I got overwhelmed. But instead of saying, oh my God, that's it. The doctors were right. I'm going to go sit on the couch and watch reruns of the Big Bang Theory. And that's it. My life is over. Instead, I would just kind of sit there for a moment, take a breath and say, well, that was different. That didn't work. What can I do? What else can I do to make that better? And I mean, sometimes you just had to laugh because things went pretty sideways fast. And that's okay. And especially with the client work that I do when working with horses, you really have to be aware of what's going on. And just make the choice to respond instead of automatic reacting, in my case with the traumatic brain injury, automatically reacting of I'm broken, I'm damaged, uh, it's never going to be right, you know, this is terrible. It was like, huh, okay, well, that didn't work. What can I do different? You know, can I be a high-level executive assistant at the Walt Disney Company? Probably not anymore. I did that for 13 years. It was fabulous. But I had to pivot. What can I do differently? Now I have my own company. I work with horses. I help clients unravel their own stories. I was able to pivot. So childhood experiences, this is how we can help, I don't want to use the word program, help them understand that things happen. Things don't go the way you want them to. And it's not the end of the world. It's how you respond to what just happened. And let's figure out 
what's best for you. And yes, you know, as children, understand the self-preservation part of it. Like I said, if you find your kid playing in the closet all the time, get curious. Can I come in? Can I play with you? Would you rather be alone? You know, just ask some questions. Just say, hey, let, hey, you know, can you, can you help mommy understand why you, why you're in the closet all the time? Is this your safe space? Well, maybe we can make it a nice safe space. You know, let's, let's put in a, you know, a yoga pillow and, you know, a nice snuggy blanket and let's make this your nice, you know, safe space. And then maybe you'll invite me in sometime and we can have tea. So there are all sorts of things that you can do and just be aware that children really do absorb the messages around them from the environment, from the other energy that's going on. And they're like little energy sponges and they take in everything. So be aware of what energy you're putting out. And, you know, that's not to say that, you know, you're never going to have a disagreement with your partner. It's inevitable. That's fine. But just be aware of the energy that is being absorbed by the others in the environment and help them realize that it's their choice what they do with that. You know, they can, you know, I can, in in future episodes, I'll give you some, some energy protection visualization that you, that you can teach to your little ones and help them just protect themselves from the energy that's around them. And sometimes, especially if it's, you know, it's a broken home situation and things are not good and, and you're trying to work things out, but give them that safe space and that will help them as they grow up to realize that it's their choice on how they respond to things. So before we close, as I like to do, I'll share with you today's fan of the week review. And this is from A Man's Journey. And the review is, I appreciate everything Terry went through to get where she is in her life today. We all face challenges and we need to look deep inside ourselves to unravel and unpack the stories that don't serve us. Thank you, A Man's Journey, for the lovely review. And if you want to be a Soul Wisdom fan of the week, please go on to the Apple Podcasts and leave me a review so I can choose you as next time's fan of the week. That concludes our episode for today. Thank you for turning into Soul Wisdom Transitions. And remember, as you navigate through the twists and turns of your life's transitions, trust in the wisdom of your soul. Embrace the lessons, honor the growth, and always remain open to the guidance that comes your way. Until we reconvene, For our next soul-stirring conversation, may you continue to blossom into the highest version of yourself, embrace the beauty of your journey, and always be guided by the whispers of your soul. And don't forget, when things happen, they're not going your way, pivot. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on Soul Wisdom Transitions. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you enjoyed the content and would like to support my podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. Your feedback and suggestions are essential to my growth and improvement. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, you can reach me at terry at beginagainranch.com. 
Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay updated on future episodes and exclusive content. Remember, your soul wisdom is your power. Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep shining your light through life's transitions. Until next time, this is Terry, your soul wisdom guide, signing off for now, and may your journey be filled with boundless soul wisdom.